another fresh sign of verdict through Mubahila. Sign number 207. Reproduced below is the Mubahila which Munshi Mahtab Ali, a member of our Jamaat, had on June 12, 1906, with Fadullah Khan, son of Zafaruddin Ahmed, a former professor of Oriental College, Lahore. The result of this was that Fazullah Khan, in accordance with his own wish, suffered from an attack of the plague and not only died himself on April 13, 1907 CE, Besakh 1, 1963 Vikram calendar, but also became the cause of death for some of his relatives. In addition, it would be relevant to mention here that the father of the aforementioned Fazullah Khan, Qadi Zafaruddin, was also a bitter enemy of this Jamaat. And when he started writing an Arabic poem against my Jamaat, he had not yet finished it and its manuscript was still with him but had not yet been published when he died. Footnote start. I had written an ode in Arabic named Ejaze Ahmadi, The Miracle of Ahmad. It was revealed to me that no one would be able to compete with it. If anyone did happen to have the ability, God would thwart their attempts. Thus, Qadi Zafaruddin Ahmad, whose nature was leavened with denial, prejudice, and conceit, had started writing a reply to this ode to deny the word of the divine when the angel of death put an end to him and his design. Footnote end. Below are the reproduced texts of the Mubahila from each side. The signed statements of both sides are in my possession. The signed statement of Fazullah Khan. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, we praise him and invoke his blessings upon his noble messenger. All praise be to Allah, with whose name nothing can harm, either in the earth or in the heaven. He is all-hearing and all-knowing. After praising God and invoking blessings upon the Holy Prophet of the Lord of all the worlds, I, Qadi Fazullah Khan, son of the late Qadi Zafaruddin Ahmad, hereby declare that I am a Hanafi Muslim, fully abiding by the tradition of the Holy Prophet I believe that after the demise of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who is Khatamun Nabiyyin, the seal of the Prophets, the descent of Wahi, divine revelation, is against the teachings of the Holy Quran and the Sunnah. I reject Mirza Sahib's claim that he is the like of and the promised Messiah. And Munshi Mahtab Ali, son of Munshi Karim Baksh, a resident of Jalandhar city and a follower of the above-mentioned Mirza Sahib, claims that whoever denies this claim of his shall be overtaken by the chastisement of God. Therefore, I pray that whoever is the liar of us two may be overtaken by a divine chastisement such as death, a disease like the plague, or incarceration resulting from some legal case. In accordance with the example of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, I fix one year as a time frame for this mubahila. I prescribe the further condition that if divine chastisement overtakes any relative other than me or Munshi Mahtab, it would not be deemed to fall under this agreement. Our last prayer is that all praise be to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. May Allah the Almighty and His blessings upon the best of His creatures, Muhammad, and upon his progeny, and upon all of his companions. We beg for your mercy, O the Most Merciful One. Signed Qadi Fazullah Khan, resident of Jandiala Bagwala, District Gujrawala, dated June 12, 1906. Signed Statement of Munshi Mahtab Ali.
In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, we praise him and invoke his blessings upon his noble messenger. I believe that His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad is the true Messiah, and I believe without any doubt or misgiving that all his claims concerning religion are true. On the contrary, in opposition to me, Qazi Fezullah, the son of the late Qazi Zafaruddin, declares with conviction that Mirza Sahib is an imposter and his claim is entirely self-manufactured and self-fabricated. Therefore, I challenge Qazi Sahib to a mubahila, and I have full and perfect conviction that whichever one of us is a liar will suffer an agonizing torment from God. The heavens and the earth might change their course, but this chastisement will certainly not be averted and will certainly manifest its flash. For this is the eternal law of God Almighty, and it is the final and the best method to distinguish truth from falsehood. Therefore I pray to God that he may show an early conclusion to this Mubahila. O God, O God, nothing is impossible for you. If you so will, you can send down chastisement in an instant. But in keeping with the tradition of the Holy Prophet wasallam, I propose a time frame of one year. The punishment should come down either upon me or Qadi Sahib. For instance, death or plague or incarceration in some lawsuit. This is the sole condition. The coming down of punishment upon some next of kin or relative shall not form a part of the condition. The chastisement shall target no one other than us. Signed yours humbly, Mehtab Ali Sayah of Jalandhar, dated June 12, 1906. As has already been pointed out, after these statements were signed, the result was that Qadi Fazullah Khan, in keeping with the prayer that had been done for the liar, died of the plague in Jammu within a year and in accordance with the prescribed conditions. God saved Mehtab from the plague, for he was true in his claim, in accordance with the verse, and no soul can die except by Allah's leave. Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 146 of the Holy Quran. But since Fadullah Khan was false, he fell victim to the plague. Footnote start, a point worthy of being remembered. God Almighty states in the Holy Quran, He reveals not His secret to anyone except to whom He chooses, namely a messenger of His. Surah Al-Jinn, chapter 72, verse 27 to 28 of the Holy Quran. This verse is categorically and certainly understood to mean that clear-cut prophecies that happen to be large in number and most unambiguous are communicated only to God's chosen people and not to others. But revelations are not of this level, can also be shared by others. They are mostly ambiguous and unclear. This is how God's chosen people are recognized. Remember that in light of this verse, it is possible that such revealed prophecies and revelations, as are not explicit, nor are they so high in number, that they overwhelm the normal capacity of man, and are mostly susceptible to different interpretations, can also be received by those who are not the elect of God, and our commoners. Hence the Quranic criterion for the identification of the chosen ones too is that their revealed prophecies have little element of doubt and are incomparable to anyone in the world in terms of vastness of their numbers and clarity. Otherwise even a sinful person can be a recipient of revelation as is not qualitatively equal with the former. For instance, I may mention that the prophecy, help will come to you upon every track, people will come to you upon every route, so that the track will become deep due to excessive travel. 
has been so clearly fulfilled as to establish its truth. In fact, it has been fulfilled not once, but hundreds of thousands of times with such clarity as establishes it to be fully supported by God's help and succor. Hence, such a prophecy cannot be made by anyone except by an elect of God. If it can be made, let someone come forward with the president. Footnote end. Divine prophecy about a wrongdoer is bound to be fulfilled. Sign number 208. When Dayanand, the founder of the Arya faith, propagated his views in the Punjab and incited mean-natured Hindus to insult our holy prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and likewise other prophets, and when he himself, from the moment he began to write, insulted and denigrated all holy and chosen prophets of God, and made frequent use of the filth of lies, particularly in his own book, Satyarat Prakash, and abused the chosen prophets in a most vile manner, it was then that I received this revelation about him. Meaning that God Almighty will very soon remove such an evil one from the world. I also received this revelation, meaning that the Arya religion is decreed to be defeated by God, and they will run away from their religion, turning their backs on it, and it will finally become non-existent. This revelation came to me a long time ago, a matter of nearly 30 years, and I communicated it to Lala Sharampat of the Arya Samaj who lives here. He was told in plain words that their foul-mouthed Bandit Dayanand would die soon. Accordingly, God Almighty saved his religion from this abusive Pandit before the year was out and he died in Ajmer. It was a great sign for Sharampat. However, not only did he fail to benefit from this sign, he also witnessed many other manifest signs but unfortunately did not accept Islam even then. In a separate book named Qadian Ke Arham, I have recorded all these signs of which not only Sharampat, but many of the Hindus of Qadian also are witnesses. Alas, these people have not benefited from these signs in the least. Instead, they have crossed all limits in impertinence and mischief, so much so that three individuals, Sumraj, Ichirmal, and Bhagat Ram, brought out a newspaper from Qadian and named it Shubh Chintak and made it a point to use it to print abuse and foul language against me. But God had for many years repeatedly informed me that the days of the Arya Samaj were numbered. For example, on page 66, lines 7 to 8 of my book, Teskiratu Shahadatan, which was published on October 16, 1903, I recorded the following prophecy which was revealed to me by God Almighty. It runs as follows. That religion, i.e. Arya religion, is as good as dead. Do not be afraid of it. Millions and tens of millions of you will be alive and shall witness the disappearance of this Arya faith. Similarly, on pages 4-5 to five of my book Nasim Dawat, which was published against the Aryas February 28, 1903, I prophesied, All their enthusiasm is solely for show to their people and society. Their hearts are devoid of any regard for God's majesty. The Aryas of Qadian think that they have escaped from the clutches of the plague. But will their foul language and insolence go unpunished? Listen, you who are heedless, it is my experience and the experience of those truthful souls who have passed before me that to show disrespect to God's holy messengers is not good. God has a punishment in store for every wrongdoing and impertinence. 
Again on pages 21 to 22 of my book, Gadianger Yaorham, which was published on February 20, 1907, I recorded the following prophecy. These people have exceeded all limits in denying the prophets whose truth is resplendent like the sun. God, who so jealously protects the honor of his servants, will certainly deliver his verdict and for a certainty will show some signs of his might. Then on page 54 of the same booklet, Gadian Ger Yarham, the following prophecy is recorded in the form of a poem. There is no trace of shame and decency in their eyes. They have transgressed all limits. This indeed is the extreme limit. The God we believe in is most powerful and omnipotent. That he may show something miraculous from himself, our supplication being the very same. The sum and essence of this prophecy was that God would show these people signs of his power. Again on page 2 of the title page of this book, we find the following couplet. God, my Lord, you make them understand yourself. Do manifest again a sign from the heavens. The sum and essence of this prayer is that another calamity will take the Ariyas by way of a sign. These are the prophecies that were made in regard to the Ariya Samaj. A reasonable person would realize how these prophecies about the Arya Samaj have so clearly been fulfilled and their unlucky star has made its appearance. For instance, all the active members of the Qadian chapter of the Yariyas who managed and looked after their newspaper, Shub Jintak, without exception succumbed to the plague, as it had been prophesied five years ago beforehand in my book Nasima Dawut, that they would die of the plague. Elsewhere, too, most of the so-called leaders of the Arya Samaj, because of whose social status and position the other Aryas had also become rude, were meted out their deserved punishment. Some were simply expelled from the country by the jurisdiction of this government. It is indeed regrettable that these people have expressed such ingratitude in the face of countless favors of the British government and exposed their rottenness by making rebellious statements against it. In fact, it was but necessary that all these prophecies, which were made as many as five years ago about the decline and fall of these people, should have been fulfilled. For a certainty, this means the end of the Arya Samajists, and the definitive verdict of God was duly fulfilled. Can a human being make such prophecies beforehand? Hence, a thousand thanks to the Almighty who deserves all glory and praise, for he manifests such magnificent signs for Islam, and peace be upon those who follow the guidance. Today, that is, Sunday, May 12, 1907, when I had written this far, I was shown in a vision someone whose face I cannot recall, but I do remember that he is a bitter enemy of mine who reviles me in his speeches and writings and uses foul language against me. This was followed by the revelation. The recompense of evil is evil. He has been inflicted with plague meaning that he will shortly suffer from the plague. I am sure that sooner or later you will hear that some such enemy about whom your hearts will testify that he deserved the affliction, as indicated in this revelation, will die of the plague. If this does not happen, you would be entitled to reject my claim. Thereafter, it was manifested to me that heedlessness, sin, and daring have spread widely in the country and that people will not give up opposition until God manifests his mighty hand. Thereafter I received the revelation, meaning, 
The result will be the outbreak of a severe plague in the country. Many signs will be manifested. The houses of many powerful enemies will be ruined, and they will depart from this world. These ruined cities will cause people to weep. Those will be the days of judgment. Progress will take place with powerful signs, a terrifying sign. In other words, one of these signs will be terrifying. This might refer to the promised earthquake or another heavenly sign or widespread ruin as a result of the plague resembling doomsday. Then Allah the Almighty addressed me in the following words, meaning, My mercy will, my mercy will adhere to you. Allah will show mercy. We shall demonstrate such abundance of signs as will make you wary. Then on Monday, May 13th, 1907, I received a revelation, meaning, We shall soon deliver you from the mischief of your enemies, and shall make you prevail over them, and will honor you in a wonderful manner. The fact of the matter is that those who are commissioned by God are recognized only by the signs from God Almighty. If God does not settle the matter of himself by his own hands, mere talk can settle nothing. The End May 15th, 1907